A battle to the death. Classic albums clashing till there's only one left. We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them, analyze the beats and quote the lyrics verbatim. When all is said and done, we put it to the vote and tell you which of them is one. We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the games begin! Hello and welcome to Hip Hop World Cup, the podcast that pits golden age hip hop albums against each other in a contest to find the ultimate champion. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and joining me as ever is Steve Hitchcock. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's just the two of us again. No yeah. Uh, yeah. no third wheel. <laughs> again, this time no Larry. Um, so we are, yeah, just the two of us. So this is the Hip Hop World Cup, the playoffs. Um, in case you haven't listened to this before, just to uh, quickly explain how it all works. Um, in each episode, we pick two Golden Age hip-hop albums to compete against each other in a head-to-head contest. Uh, those albums might be chosen according to a theme or just two random albums we want to talk about. Uh, we'll go through each album, discuss the tracks, and give each one a score out of five, not including the skits. And then we'll average them out to get an overall score, add our scores together, and the album with the highest combined score is the overall winner. Um, so, the albums we are looking at in this episode, uh, we're taking a trip back to 1992 mm. uh, in what we're calling the Hit Squad Headbanger. Yeah. <laughs> you might probably guess what these two albums are from that, but um, we are going for K Solo's Time's Up uh, against EPMD's Business Never Personal. Um, so, yeah, I think we chose these ones because um, they were well suited came out in the same year yeah well this is a good pick from you I think because you had a good selection of different tracks uh, different albums we could we could have chosen and uh, this was one that stood out for me I think as well because because of the hit squad connections and EPMD who I like I think you're not such a big fan not massive not all of their albums there's some I like more than others yeah, but yeah. a few hits and misses in there yeah and K Solo who um, who I hadn't really kind of got into uh, him at all so I think you've, you've picked some picked a really good playoff here, Dan. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I thought it was just, uh, it was nice. They're both out in 1992, both from the same stable. Um, <laughs> weirdly similar amount of tracks, same amount of tracks yeah. on both albums. Yep. K Solo's on Business Never Personal. Yep. Um, so yeah, just a really good one to put against each other. Um, so we're going to get into it now, as ever, to ensure everything runs fairly and, and it's all above board. Uh, we've got our own official adjudicator, Adrian Charles, with us again in the studio. Hi, Adrian. Hello, hello. You well? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, and later on, we have a very special, exclusive interview with an ex-England defender. Wow. Um, keep listening for that. I won't reveal who it is just yet, but I'm gonna. We'll, we'll reveal all later on. Is, He's some, is, is someone big though. Someone big. A famous. Someone big. England defender. Famous England defender. Um, any hip hop connections? And very relevant. Very relevant. Very relevant. Yeah, I mean, he's a massive hip-hop fan. I mean, that goes without saying. All of our guests we have on yeah. here are, but wow, just just completely relevant, timely, and I was so lucky to get him. So uh, look uh, look out for that one later in the show. The two albums we're putting up against each other. Um, the first one, EPMD's Business Never Personal. Uh, Steve, how did you become aware of this album in the first place? Yeah, well, my journey with EPMD started with, um, like you do with some groups, with their greatest hits. Um, and so... Uh, I'd never really kind of got into them when you know in like the early '90s when they were when they were really big, um, and that enabled me to go down a little kind of a bit of a rabbit hole listening to their to all their old stuff. And I think their late '80s, early '90s stuff are just absolute classic. And like this is an album as we'll kind of talk about in a minute. It's got a couple of really classic tracks on, but not one that I really was really familiar with. So I was really interested to just delve a bit more into this one and find out a bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with me, I mean, I. I 
I remember it coming out I was in, into this sort of stuff at the time and I remember watching some of the videos um, on MTV Raps. I've got a lot of my education um, in the hip-hop world. Um, I kind of knew about it off the strength of three tracks. There was some, a couple of other videos that were on there like Crossover yeah. and um, what was the other one? Headbanger obviously which I, we won't, I don't want to talk about that yet. Um, but I have to say like when I first heard it I wasn't I'm not going to reveal anything but I wasn't blown away by it let's yeah. let's say you know it wasn't yeah. one of my, my favorite of their albums but um but yeah so I was kind of there at the time enjoyed the, the videos and the singles and yeah this was an obvious kind of obvious purchase yeah. but for previous shows you're not a massive EPMD fan are you so no well I love business as usual yeah from 1990 yeah. that's one of my favorite that is my favorite album of theirs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant yeah and I just this one didn't quite live up to that one, in, but even though in many ways it's very similar, there's a very similar sound and you know, lots of, it just didn't grab me like that one, but well, we won't, it's, you know. It's always so confusing because they have business in all of their albums, so I'm like, which one's which? Yeah, but yeah. I just think the early ones are the better ones. Yeah, can I just shock you? I, I've never heard their early albums. Is it Strictly Business? Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get struck off the um, the hip hop register. You are. But, um, so it started with. Uh, hang on, one of my notes. Uh, yeah, strictly business, then unfinished, unfinished business, then yeah. business as usual. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I came into EPMD at business as usual in 1990. Around the time I was buy, it started to buy yeah, yeah, albums yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So it was very much, you know, you, the one you come in at, and these tends to be your kind of um, the one you kind of know best. And I never went back and explored the earlier ones, really. I mean, I, yeah, I know you got to chill and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The but classic, I just, it was just a classic track. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was, it was just a little bit before my time. Um, but just a bit about this album, just quickly off of uh, our good friend Wikipedia. It was their four, fourth Julia album, as we just alluded to, uh, released on July the twenty eighth, uh, nineteen ninety two, uh, on Def Jam Records. The biggest single off it, the lead single, was Crossover, which was the biggest success, uh, reaching nearly reaching the top forty on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Yeah, massive irony there with the title. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can come to that. Um, the song is it even says here that the song is about keeping it real and not crossing over to the mainstream <laughs> yeah. but became EPMD's biggest mainstream success the very dictionary definition of irony yeah. Um, so yeah um, that's the album 1992 um, should we get into the album then and start talking yeah. about the tracks yeah let's do it let's do it the first track is called Boondocks let's have a listen coming straight from the boondocks coming straight from the boondocks when my tune starts like Sasquatch You better slow down for some top notch With the bebop, can't you see hot? Yo, I'm swinging wild G, chiller, catch a speed knot For crying out loud, my so that's Boondocks, Steve. I mean, let's get your initial thoughts yep. on that one as, as an album opener. Yep, it's great. I think as soon as you listen to that track, you're like, this is an EPMD album. There's no mistaking it. It's got that like, like you want it to be a little bit kind of like underground, don't you? Uh, but with a, a little bit of funk in there as well. And it has that like slightly like chaotic underground sound to it, which I kind of really like. So for me, this is just like brilliant. What a way to lead off the album. Good work. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm... Um, I think it's a really good strong start to the album. I think it comes straight in, no no, no yeah. messing about, no intro, yeah, yeah. no like yeah. spoken word bit as yeah. you would get with many albums. Yeah. So straight in there. And I think you need that in some albums. You yeah. need you need some sort of tone to be set at the beginning. But maybe you know if you come in with a track like this, you don't need it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and it's actually quite a simple beat. Like it's it, you know certainly when the when you come out of the hook into the verses, yeah. it's literally like a break like a break beat. It's very simple, but it just gives them a bit of room to kind of. 
you know, show what they can do. Um, I think Eric and Parrish both sound great on this track. They really go go in hard. Like if, as an opening track, they go in properly. Go in. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have some criticisms of their rapping, but this, yeah. the, I, I can't. I have nothing to criticize about this track. It's a solidly good track. Yeah, solidly good track. Good, good hook. I mean, it's you know, the hook isn't very clever, but it's kind of that vocal sample on the hook just gives yeah. it a kind of a yeah. You know, grandeur that you can Yeah, and I, I, kind of the Boondocks thing also links into to their previous work. I think they, they, there's a lot of kind of themes and content that run through all the EPMD stuff, which I think, again, this is what you want from a lead-off track. You went, yes, I remember this about, about EPMD. They're always talking about the Boondocks. Yeah, the Boondocks, yeah. Instance. Yeah, have you ever been to the Boondocks? <laughs> yeah, never going again. No, rubbish. Um, cool, yeah, so great start to the album. What are we looking at score-wise, true score? Well... Absolutely solid fours for production and rapping for me. So if it's a four four round, I think you know anything that you, that would make one of my playlists. I'd you know keep coming back to this track. Yeah, easy solid fours for me. Yeah, I mean I've gone three because it's not. Yeah. It's not a kind of like wow. I, yeah. I wouldn't put it on a mix table. Wouldn't do you know? I wouldn't. It doesn't stand out to me. I think that's the difference between our maybe some of our approach to the sounds that. I already like EPMD probably more than you do. So for me, it's like, yeah, classic, brilliant, like this. It's going to it's gonna score a four for me. I thought you would score a three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it might become a bit of a theme, but um, we, we can talk about that when we've got a few more tracks in. But yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, there's, there might be a few threes on this. All right, let's um, move on to the next track now uh, called Nobody Safe Chump. And keep my mind open. The world is mass confusions, mad gun smokers from punks trying to get respect and yearning. Messing around and catch a bad one from Eric Sermon. I'm serious, boy, but not to main Jackson. I also have a 12 gauge shotgun for action. So chill, back the hell up and get a grip. Get off that thinking that you're all that real quick. Like the rude boys say, it's written all over your face. Punk, nobody say. Nobody say so, so keep the so that's uh, nobody safe, chump. Um, never a truer word spoken. Nobody are nobody is safe, are they really? <laughs> no. true. Certainly not if you know EPMD. Um, so, I mean, this one I think it's quite a head nodder. As soon as it comes in, you kind of I like the way it bounces and nods. That's that's as complimentary as I'm going to get on it, though. Really, oh, okay. it's a very simple loop. Yep. Um, this is it. It's way too simple. This track. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what What are you doing bringing this in second on the album? It's, it, your second track has to be a strong track. And it's like the first one is all EPMD. And then all of a sudden you just get this boring beat and this boring... Like the rap is dead boring. Yeah. It's yeah. like the antithesis of the first track. I, I, I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in this track. Oh dear. <laughs> it's, it's, I dread to think what the true score is going to be for this one. but um, yeah, yeah, it's not good. No, I mean, I'm not quite as down on it as that. I did give it a three again. Did you? Yeah, I just Did think you? it's. I think it's kind of like, I just it, you know when it comes in, you kind of, you know, I just nod my head and it's. So they, they do have like a reputation then if they come so like slower, slow paced, yeah, head nodding, yeah, um, tracks, but it's just boring, Dan. I just, yeah, no, I can't, I can't nod along to that. I think I've been quite generous there with the three. I think it's do you, think you, you know, need to change. I think well, no, I'm not <laughs> going to change, but like, you know, I think it's. I do think it's a it's sort of a continuation. I do think it's very much there. It is their style? Is I do yeah. think it's yeah. But I it's, agree it's within their style. Yeah. But I think you can't go from Boondocks' really strong EPMD style and sound and a lovely leader yeah. into this really weak track. I think I think I have to have something in an album yeah. that starts really well or ends really well. Can't jump around. I, don't, yeah. I just don't like this track. No, fair enough. 
Um, fair enough. Okay. So in terms of true scores, what did you give it, Steve? Just straight twos. Two, two overall. Two for wrapping. Two for production. So straight two, I'm afraid. That's quite harsh. It's quite. No, no, it turns out nobody is safe. <laughs> um, from my scorn. Yeah, from your scoring. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's um, nobody's safe, chump. So let's move on to the next track, which is can't hear nothing but the music. With no rip grass, smooth like shaft, breaking bones in the rap zone, chill or get smoked mad fast. Can stop us from bugging because we're tripping. Can hear nothing but the music, I'm slipping. Can't hear nothing but the music, I'm slipping. Okay, can't hear nothing but the music. Steve, can you hear anything else but the music? Do you know what? I wish I could only have heard the music on the track and not the rapping. Really? That, that is honestly how I feel because yeah. uh, I think, again, you know, it's such a great EPMD beat again it's it's really funky got some great horns on there but I think Parrish just kills the rap in a, not, not in a good way no I, honestly I'm not I think this album is really let down by those two tracks it does get better for me after, after this yeah um, but for me yeah they they I, I don't know I don't know I've never made an album so I don't know how you like put an album together to make it kind of yeah. and, and, and put together but for me Great lead track, and then two really poor ones. But the production of this one, I think, is really good. Yeah, Eric's done a great, great job on this one. But the, but what is it about the rap that's, that's that, that I, we can say that's positive? I, I think, don't know. I think. Yeah, I think they've got a very distinct style. It's not the most sort of dexterous of lyrical styles, is it? They're very, they're very straight down the line. They don't show off. Um, I think Paris Smith. Yeah, he's not a particularly great rapper. Um, Would you say he's like? He's just thoroughly average. Yeah, he is. Like you can't criticise yeah. him in any way because you know, there's nothing about his rapping that's that's it's bad. But also, it, it never really elevates beyond average. No, I think I think that's absolutely right when you're talking about Paris Smith. I think Eric Sermon's a bit more yeah. um, charismatic mm. rapper. I think he, there's almost a kind of a, at times there's a kind of a, a bumbling. Yeah. but he's he's really good but there's a kind of more yeah. of a like a lovable amateurishness about his yeah. style yeah well because because he's the producer because he's a producer give him a bit more like exactly work. and he'll throw in like <laughs> yeah. things like he does in this track like the Rocky you know like Rocky I love that yeah. Um, yeah. you know and so I think I uh, personally I love Eric Sermon as a rapper and yeah. a producer um, Paris Smith is just not not yeah. for me. He never has been. He's never grabbed me. Yep. He kind of works well in the dynamic of these two. Sometimes, yep. you know, in some yep. of the tracks. Yeah. But when when the track is dull, yeah, he's kind of dull too. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? There's nothing about him as a rapper that can elevate a, a weaker track, which yeah. sometimes you just you, you need. And yeah. And it, yeah, on this track, I, his rapping brings down a, a yeah. good production. Yeah. But nice, nice. Use of the word retard in there though, which is quite. <laughs> it's always good to see. Um, yeah, obviously no, <laughs> different time, different time, very different time, very different time. Yeah, there's a red man uh, track uh, line coming up a bit like that later. Right, okay, but yeah, um, just on the productions that, on the beat, it's very much of of its time. You, you it uses the skull snaps break, which is like you know, I, th I think most EPMD tracks either use the uh, the skull snaps break or the Popper Was 2 by Joe Tex. You'll know it, we'll talk about it in a minute, but it's uh, those are staples of EPMD production. Yeah, they, they've used them over and over again. He, he, get, he does get a lot of criticism for that mm. and for just using um, a lot of George Clinton um, stuff as well, but yeah, it works, doesn't it? It does work. I mean, I think, you know, when you put it in every single track you produce, you know, 
And certainly on that Redman album, you know, every track's got a George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic yeah. sample, and it may be. Yeah. I know he loves that, and it's it's a tried and trusted method, but you know, there's something comforting about me sometimes when you know you've got a producer or an yeah. album that's going to give you that. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but I can see why people would criticise him yeah. in the way that oh, you yeah. just said, you know. But I kind yeah. of like, and that's why I love what the album as well, which also came out in this year. Yeah. What a mental year for. for for yeah. albums like the, the yeah. hit squad certainly like yeah. red man k solo yeah. this one incredible um yeah really solid work yeah really really good well, well 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 done hit squad yeah in 1992 <laughs> um so let's go on to the next track uh which is called uh chill it can sound crazy ill when I perform. Yeah, check one, two, Mike Supreme. EPMP, the rap American dream team. The E doubles definitely no joke. You can't see me even with the microscope. A massive dope. Funky, who's deafer? Yo, when I express myself. Right, that one is called Chill. And we've already know that they uh, like us. So, you know, that you, you got to chill. Uh, now, this is just straight up chill. Just straight up chill. So, um, good advice. Um, so go on then. Let's have your thoughts on this one. Well, yeah. Well, we we, we said already don't, that, that they they like a slowed down beat. It doesn't always work for me. But on this track, I think they nailed it. I, this is this does everything it says in the tin. Um, really nicely produced, slow flow. Uh, that the rapping works really well on this. So um, I think this is actually one of the stronger tracks on the album. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think um, I think it's a nice change of pace. Like you know, because the other ones are a bit bit more up tempo, I think. But um, this one kind of slows it down a little bit. And I love that sample, the main yeah. sample that runs all the way through it. What the Gro- the no, well that as well, but also the dun 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. dun dun. I don't know what that's from, but it's really good and it's quite distinctive as yeah, well. Simple um, but distinctive. Yeah, really simple. And again, you know, they kind of do what they do lyrically, vocally. They it's just an EPMD track, you know, interplay. But it marries up better on this track than, yeah. the, than, the, than, the, than the track two and three, which, yeah, yeah. for me. Bounces along nicely. Um, so I gave it a three out of five again. <laughs> you are so harsh. It's just so three. This album yeah. is so three. So that, when we get to the end, that is definitely my assessment. It's definitely a really average solid album without getting ahead of mm-hmm. myself. But I, I gave this four. This, this is definitely this track. Yeah, this yeah. is this is on a playlist for me. This is this is something I want to keep going back and listening to. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. Right, are you ready for the next one? <laughs> this is a little track. You might have heard of it. It's called Headbanger. <laughs> Boxes, my sound knock from blocks as I chill in bus grills. You take snapshots of a maniac dressed in black. The random track, did you play me too close? Slow down and catch a cat. Cause I don't play games and not law like Jesse James. The hell with the bitches in the so called fame. Hey, that's Headbanger. So much to say about this track. Oh my god. I don't think there's any, there's gonna be any surprise that this is not only the best track on the album. Yeah. But also one of my favourite hip hop tracks of all yep. time. Yep. It's absolutely this, brilliant. This passes the alien test that we've yeah. done about. If someone lands on a planet yeah. and you want to know what hip hop is, you play them, play them headbanger. Oh yeah. It definitely goes on the alien playlist. Definitely goes on my kind of all time greatest hip hop mixtape compilation, whatever. How high is it? Um I mean I've, there's no hierarchy. It would it would be on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would 
It's a good opener, isn't it? But no, it, it would be quite yeah. in the middle somewhere because yeah, there yeah, are lots yeah. I prefer. But it is, it's one of the elite yeah, hip hop tracks. It's yeah. absolutely classic. It's jewel, It's the jewel in the crown on this album. Best track yeah. on there, hands down. Yeah. One of my all time favorites. It just gets, as soon as that beat comes in, Nick, and it goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gets the blood flow. As soon as it comes yeah. in, it's yeah. like the chorus, a yeah. shouty chorus yeah. that really works. Yeah. Um, it's a really simple, clear premise. The headbanger, right? Yeah, it wants yeah. to get you going. It wants to get you moving, yeah. right? And every MC on this track go in hard and they deliver some of their best verses. They do. They absolutely do. Um, Paris Smith actually sounds brilliant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just thinking that because we just played it in the clip. It's like, God, this is this, this the same guy. Is this, this is him at the top of his game. Yeah. And Eric Sermon sounds great on this as well. They, they both sound fantastic. It's almost like they're trying to outdo each other. Well, so one of the things I was going to ask you is like, when you get, get when you first listen to a track as a, as a rapper, you know, Eric Sermon's playing this to you, do you immediately think, oh my God, this is just an amazing beat. I've got to come with my best rhymes. I've got to come with my best, my best like rapping. Or I don't know, or have they just got lucky? I think, well, it must be that. It's like, you hear that beat, you're going to want to do your best stuff on it. Yeah. And especially if it's a posse cut like this is, yeah. they're all going to be on it. Yeah. Going toe to toe with each other, and, yep. they, and you've got Redman on there. Yeah, you know, K Solo's probably going right. I'm going to need something pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> this I've really got to pull out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. And um, and but, same for Paris. He does. He does. I mean, we, we we have to go into his album next, but you know, I think this is his best verse over both, yeah. both albums that we've oh, discussed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But the best verse. Best verse. Best Red verse. Man. Red Man. 100%. percent <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what they do. There's, there's no topping this this verse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in particular, I mean, the cerebral palsy. palsy yeah, exactly. You talk about I mean, out, it yeah. is so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that sort of thing we get you cancelled maybe now nowadays, but it is so memorable. Yeah. And it's like... It's the creativity, isn't it? It's yeah. just the genius to, to think that and just... just yeah, to, go, oh, uh, yeah to do that yeah yeah i might have to edit that bit out but yeah um <laughs> but yeah it's it's just it's just a breathtaking breathtaking lyrical performance by red man and it's one of those you know when you the track you know every word it's yeah. one of those yeah. um yeah. and his verse especially it's yeah. just such a breathtaking track such a breathtaking verse and he has to go off last because yeah. no one can follow that yeah um and i don't know what else you i mean in terms of the i mean you can understand why they've all gone in so well on it or they yeah. sound so good on it because yeah. the beat itself yep. is so good. It's but if you actually analyse it, it's quite simple. It's literally like the bass line, you know, duh, 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 and it just does that. They use the, the Joe Tex puppa with two drums yep. as they often do. And there's Impeach the President in there as well. Really solid, really simple. But just for some reason, it's the, the alchemy works of, of everything that comes together. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember seeing obviously the video on MTV Raps, and it really captured the mood of the track. They were yeah, in this yeah. warehouse, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. all one after the other coming in. The cameras swinging around, yeah. brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant, and, and perfect in '92. That's this is just like yeah, you know, oh, captures that moment so so well. Yeah, absolutely. It's so '92. It's so Hit Squad. If you had to pick one track, yeah, to represent the Hit Squad, yeah, this is it. It's probably their best track. Best track, absolutely. Yeah. Go on then, what did you give it? Five. Yeah. I was going to say, because sometimes we have these conversations, you go, oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I gave it three and a half. <laughs> give it four. Easily a five. Yeah, no, this is a five. Every day, all day. Yeah. Brilliant cool. track. Yeah, really, really good. Um, okay, so from that amazing peak yep. to uh, the next track, which is called uh, Scratch Bring It Back, part two, Mike Doc. 
Okay, so notably that's the only track on the album not produced by uh, Eric and Parrish. Um, it's produced by DJ Scratch, hence Scratch Bring It Back. Um, I don't really like this one. Why? Do you like it? Yeah, because I think it fits so nicely after Headbanger. It's still a head nodder. I have to say, my head, my neck was going there. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I thought I used thought to like this. Song. Against my better judgment, but um, yeah, I was just, I always thought this was a like a come down after the headbanger. I just thought. Anything that's going to be a come down, but I yeah. think it is still, uh, it still gets your head nodding. I really like the uh, uh, the samples on it. Like, I, I was thinking, like, if you if you had headbanger at number two on this album, and yeah. you had this one at three. I reckon this album would sound completely different. It'd be a way better album. Just rearranging the order. Yeah. Give it a diff- completely different feel. I um, think, yeah, I think maybe Headbanger a bit earlier maybe, but I don't think this is doing you any favours being earlier. We're better than tracks two and three at the moment. No, not for me. But yeah, I hear you. But I just, yeah, it's, it's just not a not a great a great track. Just a bit dull. It's nice, like they, they switch up at the end, though. The, the yeah. beat changes. Yeah, I like that. About two thirds of the way through, and I, and I like that as well. It's a bit of like creativity. Yeah. Uh, I do like a beat switch. There's, there's, there's like a. It doesn't happen very often. Does it, it doesn't happen very often, but I, I could name, a, I could probably name a couple, and I like it when they do it. Yeah. Um, but it's you've got to be brave because it's yeah. so often that you just go wrong. And think, why have they done that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when it works, it works really well. And I think of the two beats on this track, I think that's the second one's better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Parrish kind of goes in on it, which is, yeah, yeah. You know, he's really he good on it. He comes quite hard. And yeah. Like, it, come, it does come off well on that. So a bit of a mixed bag for me, this one, but I've given it a two because wow. it's just not, yeah. not up to scratch, I'm afraid. What have you given it? I've given it four. That just shows how different we are. <laughs> yeah, in many ways it does. Um, all right, well, that's... Uh, that's a agree, little, disagree, agree yeah. to disagree one for that one. Okay, so let's go on to the next track, which is one of the singles, uh, "Crossover." Let's uh, let's see what that sounds like. Let's get down, roll with the hardcore funk, the hardcore sound. Let's get with this Macadocious funk material, so simple. When I rock with the instrumental, who am I? Indeed, the green eyed bandit. Control my career so I can never get hey, stranded. That the is the uh, now ironically titled crossover, <laughs> which <laughs> having to go at people who cross over and then cross over themselves yeah. with one of their biggest singles or the biggest single off this. I wonder if that was intentional. I can't, I can't quite work it out. Every time I just I think. Did they mean for it to be so big or did they want it to stay underground? Yeah. I mean, you have to think that any the goal for anything you release is to be big or to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they must have thought maybe this would. Maybe maybe they wanted it to, to get the message out. <laughs> it's like a it's like a infinity loop kind of like they've they've had to be successful to get the message out, but in doing so they had to go against everything they believe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But it's I don't care to be honest with you, because it's a really Good track. It's a really good track. I love this yeah. Yeah. Uh, track. It's obviously, as I said earlier, it's one of the ones that they used to play on MTV Raps. Yeah. So I remember the video, and love that Roger Troutman yeah. 
uh, sample the vocoder yeah. on the hook. Yeah, um, works really well, doesn't it? It does work really well. Yeah, and you know, it's it's just a great a great vocal, great bit of vocoder, uh, and the beat. You know, the verses is pretty dope. I don't think you can like fault the production on this track. I think this is like up there with some of Eric's best production. I know it crossed over, it probably isn't as yeah. underground as some of the other stuff I like, but I think, yeah. like, for me, this this gets top marks for production. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a good beat, good production, and they, they, they flow really well on it, and the theme of the track yep. really comes across, you know, yep. artists that cross over or, or sell, the, sell themselves to yep. cross over. Yep. I think that's the difference. I think Eric and Parrish haven't sold out to do this. This is a very much an EPMD track yep. that just so happens to have been successful, yep. or relatively. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good subject matter for them to, to rap about, which they don't yeah. always doesn't always work for them because I think sometimes they want to be like quite gangster and doesn't they're not really gangster enough to be no. as as hard as that and as underground as that. Yeah, but this kind of works quite well for them. Yeah, I think they can hold their head up high and think you know we haven't been hypocritical here. We've you know this is we just done what we always do, but it just happens to have been successful. Yeah, um, but. But you gave it a three. But I gave it a three. <laughs> Did I, I know you were going to say that? <laughs> and I don't know why. Because <laughs> I used to love it and I knew it really well before I bought the CD. So like, why did I give it a three? Maybe it's like, I'm judging it on the, you know, would I have put that on a mixtape scale? I don't know. So don't three know for me is like average. It's good. You're not going to skip it. Yeah. Four is like what you've been describing. This is like... Yeah, I don't think I liked track. it. I always liked it. I didn't think I liked it enough to yeah. put it in the four or five bracket that's the thing but I did you know it was the re one of the reasons I bought it in the first place and I loved it you know but it's it is, it is good though um, so yeah what did you give it did you, four yeah you gave it a four yeah it's uh, always this is always going to be one of their greatest hits always going to be one that you like to hear maybe yeah. you're right maybe it's one you could get tired of if you listen to it too much because it's a little bit too yeah, possibly. I think maybe I think maybe I think possibly what it is is that after the chorus yeah. and it goes to the verse bit and the beat on the verse is yeah, yeah doesn't quite give you enough. Doesn't quite give me enough. And you know what sort of hip hop I, I yeah, yeah. sort of gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, but that's that's crossover. Um, the next track uh, that we're going to hear it now is uh, called "Coming At Ya." Let's have a listen. Yes, returns the last dragon, balls of fire, back to attack, and sharp like barbed wire. The rough, rugged, near human, black alien, my style's foreign compared to an Israeli, and I rock a shock, a new style, hardcore's the profile, I bust a cap for the buck wild. I'm back in effect, how's that? I'm not Teddy Riley, but I'm swinging like a new jack. You know me, so yo, check That's my a good flow, line. I'm not Teddy Riley, but I'm swinging like a new jack, love that. Um, so just quickly, it's just hearing that has remind, reminded me what is one of the good things about this album is how they use bits from other hip hop tracks as hooks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the heat up, will up, bring it yeah, back, come rewind, yeah. and then you've got this one, humming, coming yeah, at you yeah. from Cypress Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it when they do that. Yeah. And, and it kind of sticks in your head. And yeah, yeah do you know, I, really I, had, like I hadn't noticed that, but that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. For some of the other, they've got some DAS effects. On other tracks as well, I think, from memory, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. on this track, but I'm sure that, they, that they're sampled somewhere as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I don't, this isn't a standout for me. I don't really, I never liked this one. Uh, apart apart from the use of the Cypress Hill hook. Yeah. 
I just it it just seemed like a really standard kind of EPMD fair, quite a boring beat, uninspired. I, I agree, it's standard EPMD fair, but not boring. I think it's just you get you're getting good EPMD quality. Yeah. There. And, I, and you get a bit of DAS, DAS effects as well. So, yeah, I must say I did like <laughs> I love DAS effects. I absolutely <laughs> love DAS effects. And I, I hadn't before we did this. I hadn't listened to this album for quite a while, and I forgot they were on it. Yeah. And it's a surprise. Every it? like... single time I hear them come in on a track, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is so good. They, their style <laughs> is so original. Yeah. They were copied a lot. You, I mean, you know, imitation being the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was doing that after they after EPMD came, yeah. after uh, Daz FX came out. Yeah, but never bettered. But never bettered. Yeah. And every time I hear them do it, I am in awe. Like, this is so clever. Yeah. And um, it's a good verse on this track. Yeah. Yeah, I just love it. I love the I love the way they weave in pop culture references and all this stuff. And there's just so... Yeah. The, the, their interplay and their, you know... Um, it's so good. Anyway, ha- however, that said, I only give it two. So... You gave it a two. I gave it a two. <sighs> Sorry, I've let. I've. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the beat rather than the. The lyrics, but I just I couldn't give it anything more than a two. I'm so I definitely biased. I thought the production on this was better than the the rapping. So I gave it three and a half. Okay, we doing half marks? No, three then. If three. I had, if I had to go for something, I go. I, I, yeah, stick for three. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Two. Um, I'm, I'm happy with two. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Two says to me that you this is this is a disappointing track, but you you've got standard EPMD beats, yeah, average raps, yeah, and das effects. Surely that's going more than a two. Well, it's a three. I mean, it's a three at best. But I just maybe I was in a bit of a mood when I was doing the scoring, um, and I just yeah. But it's never been one that I've loved anyway. So I yeah, I'm we're happy get, with we're two. Get, we're getting to the point now where it is starting to slide a little bit, and that's. That yeah. also, I think, plays into your mind thing. Actually, I've got, you know, the classic tracks have gone, so I've got nothing to look forward to now. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. And I think it, there's, you know, fatigue setting, if you're sat there scoring them and listening to them critically. Yeah. Yeah. If it, when it comes on and you just listen to it as an album, yeah. maybe I would be more yeah. receptive. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not a banger for me. Um, so let's get on to the next track, which is called Play the Next Man. Why you frontin' my ragamuffin? Come on, help me with something, you like me I can't tell by your wicked actions I wanna rock with you like Michael Jackson <laughs> Eric, what? Slow down, baby, you're not still So why you acting crazy? I wanna be a man, the whole nine sounds cute Us bugging out and us knocking boots But you, you wanna go out and start cheating Hanging tough like new kids Every damn weekend thinking I'm stupid Girl, you must be bugging The boy you messing with is my cousin Okay, that was Play the Next Man um, so, Steve, your thoughts on that one? I've got very little to say about this track. It's just, there isn't really much, much to say. I mean, it's got a nice, like, singy sample for the chorus. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't say that it's one that I'd skip, but yep. I also can't say it's one that I'd, like, have anything really to say about it. It's a pretty, I don't know. Yeah. Blase track, I reckon. It's not exceptional, is it? I think it's, I mean, it's in terms of the subject, subject matter... It's one of the, another one of those watch out for shady women. <laughs> yeah, standard early <laughs> standard kind fair. of yeah, like women and like they're out to get what they can get sort of track. Seems to be one on every album in this era. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one on every EPMD album. Come think of it. Yeah, but it's kind of nice. I like I like it when they have a kind of a, a theme or a concept that they they're going with. So this song's actually about something. You know what I mean? It's like I, I quite like that rather than just sort of doing a bit of rapidy rap and just 
rapping for the sake of it. They actually yeah. got a focus, yeah. Yeah. which I quite like. And I actually think it, the beat's quite good. I think it's a good up-tempo, funky track. Yeah. Good samples, like you say, a good the, the, the female vocal sample on the hook really works well. There's a lot of those on this album. The actual... Yeah, is that sampled or is, it, is that like studio recorded, you think? Yeah, I think it's a sample. I think it would be a sample. Yeah, yeah I just think it... Like a lot of the hooks on this, they've got this really good kind of catchy vocal sample that they use. Um, and they're, they're really good at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing no, remarkable. Nothing, there's nothing remarkable at all about this, right? No. So what did you give it? I did give it a three. I think it's because I couldn't find it. I kind of, I, I think I wanted to find fault with it because, you know, it's a bit blase, but I couldn't. No. So I gave it a three. Yeah. Yeah, in many ways that's worse than it being a bad track. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unremarkable. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I just gave it a three. Because, yeah, I, I gave it a three as well. It's kind of like, it's okay. another mid... Like I like it. It's good yeah. up tempo. I quite. Like, it's it's not a difficult track to get into. Yeah. It's very immediate. Yeah. But I happily listen to it in the background. Probably won't make any. Yeah. Comments, so. No, you wouldn't skip it. It's not a skipper. No. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, all right. The next track is called uh, "It's Going Down." Let's see what that sounds like. It's going down. The picture, the scene, it's me, Eric Sermon, my M16. Just in case you know, a fight broke out. I can just chill, pull out the smoke out. One, no grill, no charcoal, no fluid. Act like Bo Jackson, I can just do it. So, yeah, that's it's going down. Um, I remember this one, I had this one first on the Juice soundtrack. Um, oh, which was an yeah. absolute legendary soundtrack yeah, from yeah, around yeah, this yeah, era. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's quite a few tracks and some of our like other episodes that have been on other albums yeah. that were actually also on this Juice soundtrack. Um, really great, great soundtrack that was. And this, I knew that from that, from, from that soundtrack. Um, really good Marvin Gaye sample um, on the hook. Um, and just hearing this track just whisks me back to that time of this album, but also the Juice soundtrack. And, you know, um, so I like this one. Yeah, personally. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, what, 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 what do you like? most about it um so again it's a bit slower tempo isn't it but it yeah it has like uh you're going to be able to tell me this better better i think than than i can describe it myself but it has a slightly different feel to it than a normally epmd track it almost feels like it's more like of a west coast hardcore underground track but i can't quite like yeah i can't quite fix in my brain who i'm thinking this could be, have been produced produced by rather than ericsson yeah i mean it it's got that kind of feel to it I think the Marvin Gaye sample on the chorus helps that yeah. quite laid back quite kind of soulful maybe because there's just no George Clinton in it yeah maybe <laughs> they went Marvin Gaye instead but um, yeah it, it is a slightly different sound I mean it was earlier it came out earlier than, than the album the rest of the album so maybe that had something to do with it maybe it was part of a different sound different yeah you know. But, um, and again, maybe that's the thing with this album. It's just the, the coherence just isn't there. Like maybe some, like some of the earlier albums, those classic albums, they all, all the tracks kind of bound together quite nicely. They're yeah. More similar. Maybe this one just doesn't jump around. It just jumps around too much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think is another example of kind of another tick on the breakbeat A to Z as well. Um, the another the mountain long red break underneath it. It's oh, yeah, like the yeah. amount of times they use these yeah. these samples, uh, but they work. They use them because they work. Yeah. 
But um, and we like them. Yeah. We like them exactly, <laughs> and we can identify them. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a good track. I remember loving it on the Juice soundtrack. By the time the, this album came out, I kind of knew it well enough. It's a nice addition. I can see why they put it on. Um, but yeah, it's another three for me. Yeah, this was this was definitely at one point a two for me, but it's grown and grown and grown, and it's a it's a solid three for me as well. Yeah, it's no um, it's no know the ledge, is it? From uh, for, also from the Juice soundtrack. I think I have to go back into that soundtrack now. Yeah, about some that. great stuff on there. Great stuff on there. Uh, okay, so yeah, so let's move on to the uh, final track of the album, which is called "Who Killed Jane." First thoughts the wild, wow. second thought to stay calm. Go with the roughness, I am violent. Reach for us, not mill. Partner started smiling. Shut up, bully. Turn around and keep your mouth shut. Keep the neighbor staring as he reached for his handcuffs. Threw on the braces, we tight to increase the pain. Thinking to myself, damn, who killed Jane? Who killed Jane? Who killed Jane? Not the squad, kid. I think we've been framed. Who killed Jane? Who killed Jane? Not the squad, kid. I think we've been framed. Who killed Jane? Who killed Jane? Not the squad, kid. Okay, who killed Jane? A nice continuation of the Jane saga of the yeah. EPMD albums. Yeah. Uh, it's with a nice twist. Somebody killed her. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't fully understand the whole Jane thing on these albums. I know it's like a story thing they run through all the albums, but... Yeah, it started on the first album, didn't it? And yeah. And it's, it has a slightly different like twist on each one, and, uh, and they drive me around the bend. I'm just like... You don't like them? No, I think they're <laughs> absolute nonsense. But I have to say straight away that actually I can tolerate this one. Right. This one actually uh, isn't a skipper. All the other ones are like, oh, for God's sake, I, I have had enough of Jane. And... <laughs> Same as you. I don't really understand why you. Yeah. Why you so you're glad she was killed in yeah. many ways. She does come back though. Yeah. <laughs> on subsequent albums. Like, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So it's it's. Um, this this one is, is actually perfectly okay. It's just you know, the other Jane tracks that do my head in. Yeah. No. I. I. I, with, I yeah. Again. I'm, I agree. I, I like this one. I like the beat. It's another use of the Joe Tex break. Um, I like the bass line, nice and grimy, funky guitar in it. It's just a classic EPMD production, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I quite I, I like the twist to the to the ongoing story, um, and I love when they, I don't know if it's in this one, but they talk about hey, she got a haircut like Anita Baker, uh, Jane haircut like Anita Baker. Um, but yeah, it's a decent track, decent way to end the album. Um, yeah, so I gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it a three. I think it's the only Jane track I will ever give a three to. Yeah? Well, yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. So, uh, that's the end of Business Never Personal. Um, we'll do the scores of both overall scores at the end. Somewhere at the end, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, so we're going to move on now to um, K Solo's Time's Up, also from 1992. <laughs> So the second album in our playoff, the hit squad Headbanger from 1992, is uh, the album Time's Up by K-Solo. Uh, it's the second and final studio album by American rapper K-Solo. Uh, it was released on the 2nd of June 1992 on Atlantic Records. Uh, production was handled by Sam Sneed, EPMD, Pete Rock and K-Solo himself. 
Um, so yeah, overall thoughts on this one, Steve, and how did you become aware of it in the first place? Uh, I think through you actually. Uh, it's not an album that I've listened to loads and loads. So it's been really nice to kind of re- revisit it because um, actually he's a pretty decent rapper, and and the producers on this album are like you know. People would have been like falling over themselves to get production like this back in 1992. So, um, yeah, well, you know, we'll probably discuss a bit more about it as we go into some of the tracks. Yeah, absolutely. This was one um, that I had, I borrowed off someone, I think, uh, was my first introduction to it. Um, somebody at school, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I recorded it and it fit nicely onto one side of a, a, a C90 tape. So that's obviously how a lot of these things are perfect. And so I had it on cassette, like, and I would listen to it loads and loads and loads on cassette. Um, And I never actually owned it on CD um, until I only bought it recently on CD, but I always had it on tape. And I was, that was one of these kind of albums that I had on cassette and I stopped listening to them because I didn't have a tape player anymore. You know what I mean? And then, and then you remember them and you go, oh God, I'd love to have that again. Pleasure of coming back and listening to it. So I, I, I sought it out on CD, managed to find a copy and, um, yeah, and it just took me right back when I sort of started listening to it again. Um, I think it's a slept on album. He's underrated, I think, yeah. definitely. I, it is like, I mean, he had two albums, and it's slightly puzzling why he didn't have more. I don't know. It is a bit, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's any reason why this was his second and final album, but um, I guess, you know, rappers just fall out of favour, um, and you never really know what the business is going to throw up. No. But when we talk about some tracks, I've got some theories about how things could have been different within Hit Squad if he'd been utilised in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not one of the best rappers. No, but he's better than Parrish Smith. Yeah. <laughs> That's our yardstick. That's going to be... <laughs> That's the measure. That's going to be the thrust of my argument in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But it is a really slept on album. Like, no, I don't hear anyone talking about it. It's never mentioned. Um, and yeah, it's sort of... And it's, it's, it's weird. The, the weird thing about it is, is the kind of the line, line of producers, one of whom is Sam Sneed, who um, you would go on to later be part of the Death Row camp yeah. and produce uh, You Better Recognise Off Murder Was The Case, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that from this sound that yeah. he's got here. You know, it's weird. Yeah. It's a far cry from the latest stuff. Um, so yeah, it, this was always kind of one of those one of those kind of hidden gems that I like to um, sort of always uh, used to play and like feel like it was... You know, like my album, like the one that like barely anyone likes. Yeah, everyone else is sleeping on it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And so the first track on "Time Is Up" is called "I Can't Hold It Back." Here it is. Break it down. Who's spreading all the rumors? Who's telling all the lies? So if I you must be drinking St. I'm back in the flack on my second Okay, I can't hold it back. First track on the album, produced by Sam Sneed. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know. If I'm going to feel, sound like a scratch record here because um, I talked on the previous album about um, with EPMD about the importance of like having some good lead-off tracks to get into like the theme of the album. Like this one just comes straight in with this, and it's like already it's like I I don't understand I don't understand why this is the lead off track. It's like you do need an introduction, even a little skit, or or you know put some really strong tracks first. So I think Kaysado is letting himself down by putting this just it is just thoroughly average track first. I mean, it doesn't really necessarily sum up him or his style or or even like kind of the production of the album. And so I, I don't know, I'm just 
again, I'm just a bit frustrated that it's leaving off in this way. You probably like it. No, I love this one. <laughs> I absolutely love this one. I, I don't get that at all. I think it's a really, really good way to start the album. I love the way it just kind of comes in like the other, like the EPMD album. He, you know, break it down. It comes straight in. I love that sample they use on the chorus. <laughs> but it's really good. Like, just a great way to kick it in. I just don't think it fits the rest of the album, though. It's just... It's a bit more up-tempo, a bit more... I don't know, energetic? What, what is it? But I don't... I, I can't explain it. I, I think like all of my favourite or best albums that there is a kind of a theme or a, a, a cohesiveness all that goes through every single track and it starts by making a statement right at the beginning either with, yeah. with something they say or something they do or, or the production and, and, and this this just I feel lets the album down. That's just my thing. Not a strong start for you. Just yeah, not, not a strong, strong start. Interesting. Um, all right, we'll have to, another one we'll have to agree to disagree. I think I just think it's a really commanding way to come in. You probably gave it a three. No, gave it a four. You gave it a four? I gave it a four. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's a really, really great start to the album. Comes right in, doesn't mess about. Um, a commanding vocal performance from Kay Solo. There's a lot of points in this album where he, he doesn't deliver. I find him a bit kind of monotonous. But this on this one, he's really engaged, great lyric, lyrics. Um, and it's like the beat itself. Yes, it's another A to Z of breaks. You've got Impeach the President and Atomic Dog in there. Overused breaks. But I just love that chorus sample. And I love, just love the, way, that's the, way it, the way it comes in. I just... I gave it a three. Give it a three. So you didn't like it, dislike it that much? No, but I just, just had being in my bonnet, I think, about, you know, albums. Yeah, need to grab you by the throat right from the off. Yeah. No, I get that. Okay. Cool. Right. Well, let's um, let's move on to the, uh, the next track, which is called Letterman. Okay, that's Letterman, his attempt to become <laughs> a superhero. Um, so this one is produced by Pete Rock. Yeah, so you know, as you know, yeah, you can. As soon as it starts, as soon as it starts, you can tell it's a Pete Rock production. Um, it's typical early Pete Rock, I'll say. It's an early Pete Rock production. Um, so it's a bit more kind of simple yeah. and a bit less kind of jazzy than his latest stuff. Yeah. It's it's but it's you know it's clearly a Pete Rock sound. Brilliant Pete Rock. Yeah, funky, loads of horns. Yeah, um, and it's the same year as Mecca and the Soul Brother came out as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you can kind of hear him warming up for that. Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you think? Well, just you mentioned Mecca and the Soul Brothers. This well, one of the points I wanted to make on the on the podcast was like. I do think Kay Solo is, is a really good rapper and actually he sounds really good on, on this Pete, Pete Rock track and you know, I have to score this one quite highly. Like, what would what would it be like? What would the world be like if like, you know, CL Smooth wasn't like Pete Rock's rapper and actually yeah. it, was, it was Pete Rock and Kay Solo. Yeah. I reckon like they, because obviously they produced, you know, CL Smooth produced some amazing stuff with Pete Rock. But he wasn't the best rapper, was he, C.L. Smooth? No, C.L. Smooth was an acquired taste, yeah. Yeah, he was He was really good. I don't know. I'm just maybe pondering, maybe not definitely agreeing in my head that it's true, but I think maybe K. Solo could have been a better match with Pete Rock. Yeah, I'm not having I'm not having K. Solo and Pete Rock, but I do. <laughs> I, I, I take your point that a, a better rapper than C.L. Smooth with Pete Rock would have probably been better, yeah. as is proven every time 
Pete produces for a good yeah 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 rapper yeah. rather unique yep AZ Nas yep. the world is yours yep all those sorts of things you know yeah. I, I think yeah I think CL Smooth I think it's probably why I prefer Pete Rock as a producer for other people and yeah. remixes rather than his own yeah because he's a premium producer with premium rappers and you get like a top product yeah. whereas with CL Smooth not quite as good no but what about with EPMD like if it was like Eric Sermon and K Solo would that be a better group duo than Eric Sermon and Parrish Smith. Well, you get a taste of it on here because Eric's produced a couple of the tracks yeah, and, yeah. you know, those are some of the, sort of, some maybe, better, some better, of the better tracks. tracks. Yeah. So, you know, I think perhaps, yeah, Eric Sermon and Kay Solo would work as a duo. Yeah. Um, I reckon there's a universe that exists. Yeah, where, you could be EKMD. E- 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 EKMD, <laughs> e- 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 you know, yeah. that could have worked. Yeah. But, I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon, yeah, it would be, it'd be interesting to, like, I don't know, visit that universe and just see if he could be a more successful rapper yeah, having those breaks with those two producers more than he gets on his you know, the only two albums that he's done. Yeah, possibly he might have blown blown up a bit more. But um, and what's the thing with Letterman? That's just his like name, isn't it? He just spells out his name. I'm, I'm yeah, K V K Kevin Madison's his real name. K V I N M A D I S O N. So that's like yeah, and the the idea is that he becomes this superhero that spells everything. I do. I mean, I think it's a really good concept. I think it's quite clever, and he shows real lyrical dexterity to actually spell out the words. I do kind of struggle to keep up with. Like you know, when you're listening to it, I'm like, oh, what did he say? I have to like rewind it. It's like, what was that? And I have to rewind it. Like when he spells out some of the names of the girls he's talking about and stuff. You know, that's quite Um, good, isn't it? Because it gives you something to want to re-listen to a track. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's rewindability. I have to work hard to, to work out what's going on. Yeah, it's rewindability. Yeah, I've got exactly that. He makes you work for it. You know, he, you know, it's not. He's not. You know, you can't just sort of sit back and. <laughs> you know, you got to concentrate. Sure, yeah. You got to concentrate. So, um, yeah, and and spelling out stuff is always a winner in hip hop track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I really like this one, which isn't probably reflected in my three out of five score, but. Um, wow, yeah, that, that three is a good score from you. Yeah. Well, um, guess what. Go on. Four for me. Four? Yeah. Wow, it's an exalted track this must be to get a four from you. But no, I, I think I didn't give it in the fours and fives because I do think it's just a little bit repetitive. The beat is just a bit samey all the way through. I don't know, it's just a bit... Yeah, I, it might be a bit of roast-tinted glasses thinking, oh, it's, it's a Pete Rock beat. It's classic Pete Rock beat. And uh, yeah... Maybe yeah, ask me in any year's time I might think yeah, what was I thinking about yeah if, if I was doing a best of Pete Rock compilation I don't think I'd put this one on there no. but um, but it's still a decent decent track yeah uh, which brings us on to uh, the next track on the album which is called uh, Long Live the Fugitive Okay, that's uh, Long Live the Fugitive. <laughs> um, we say Long Live this track, Steve. Well, it's only a short track, yeah. thankfully. Mercifully. Do you think, so it's produced by Kay Solo, do you think he was try, trying to sound like Eric Sermon on this track, just that slow, trying to sound quite funky, but slow sound? Maybe, yeah. I think he was just... I don't know what he was thinking because I don't. This isn't. I don't like this one at all. But uh, I thought it was okay. I yeah, I, 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 I've got no beef with this track. 
I don't know if he's trying to remember, I mean, I don't think it's a very Eric Sermony track, really. It's just, I don't really know what the point of this track is, to be honest with you. I never have. I just, it, here's why I don't really like it. It just, it feels like a glorified skit, a glorified interlude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very short, a bit pointless. Yeah. It's a simple loop as well, the same one that um, De La Soul used for Millie Pulled a Pistol yeah. on Santa Funkadelic Sample. And it just all feels a little bit like lazy. Um, I can't disagree with that, but I I think it works okay. Yeah. So well, it's I, track three though. Yeah. You put like why aren't you putting I, all your best stuff? Track one, two, three, boom, boom, I've boom. Like, already, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> put your best stuff up front. You know, this could have been an, an outro. Yeah. 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 I think it's tr- track one's okay and track two is strong. I could forgive a short track in in, in here at three. Yeah. All right. Well, so so you give it a three. I give it. it, give, it yeah, give it a three. I give it a two. I just it's not. It's just not necessary. Um, but continuing the um, prison theme. Yeah. <laughs> we move on to premonition of a black prisoner. Let's have a listen to what that sounds like. A judge couldn't budge. The black robe served another brother. Top of that, I couldn't budge. My face was brown, so his hammer slammed down and hit a brown desk. My court case put to rest. They grabbed my records, cracked cell 31. He got five to 15. Job well done. Another nigga behind the wall. Cause their white ball hit the eight ball. Game over, that's all. Hope was lost as I tossed They really like that Joe Tex break, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly on every, every single hit score track. Um, but that was uh, Premonition of a Black Prisoner, uh, produced by Sam Sneed. You better recognise. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, he's, so fun fact, he, so he did spend some time in prison. He's trying to sound tough. I'm not sure he kind of comes across sounding particularly tough, which is the trouble. I love that, trying to sound tough. But he, um, he, he, he apparently tried to give himself credit for teaching DMX when, when they were in prison together, uh, his style. Which, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Of course, DMX. Steve is your, pulling out the trivia. You're one of your favourite rappers. Oh, I love DMX. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it. Um, I think it's just a bit boring. I yeah. Mean, I can't fault, you know, Sam Snead's production. You know, that's 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 perfectly acceptable. But yeah, I just yeah. No, but can I? All right, I've got to ask you a question then. It, is this the best? What's the best prison song? Best prison hip hop song. Oh, you've put me on the spot there. That is a bit on, on the spot. Because um, I don't know what mine is. Go on. One Love by Nas. <laughs> by Nas. It's got to be the best prison song. I've got a vision. I can't, I can't think of this in my head. I can think of one. No. There's, a, there's, a, there's a video from MTV Raps. Yeah. With someone in uh, prison. It's not One Love. Maybe we should do a um, prison track episode, like a prison <laughs> song episode. We do like, we put all the best prison songs against each other to find the ultimate prison song. I think if there's enough comments on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we'll do that. If there's a clamour for it, you <laughs> listeners out there, if you want us to do the best prison song episode, let us know in Twitter, threads if you use it or whatever. But just, um, yeah, let us know. We, we, we will we'll do, do that. The, we'll do the research. Yeah, we'll do the research. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, this one, I think I'll give it three. Uh, it's a dark beat. As I said, uses the, the Papa Was 2 drums. Um just yeah just a very middle of the road kind of yep. track unremarkable but 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 paints a picture helps paint the picture of this album you know and if you know, as what you say he's been in prison yeah. fair play to him you're gonna to want to talk about it aren't you yeah i give it three so yeah down down the middle cool okay so the next track on the album is called sneak tip produced by sam sneed let's see what this one sounds like right, 
school boomers, man. Yeah. Boomers just went out, man. The brothers played boomers out, man. But we gonna bring them back. Yeah, definitely, man. We definitely gonna check out these cookies. Check it out. I was in my house looking at a pair of sneakers that I went through And asked my mama she could buy me a new pair of sneakers in school She said they watch your sister And after a food shop I'll give you 50 bucks so you can go to the footlocker spot I watch my little sister yeah. Just like she told me Mom gave me the 50 dollars she said she owed me I ran to the store Okay right, so that's sneak tip I'm going to start off with another question <laughs> Is this the best song about magic sneakers ever made? No, no. What is then? Name me another keep, one. You can't keep putting me in the spot like this. No, I know. No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but you know, it's it's, I, it's a weird, bizarre concept for a hip hop track, isn't it? Why why is it appearing in '92? If if this was in the '80s, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is groundbreaking. It's like yeah, I can imagine in like '88, '89, people would be like, yeah, this is really interesting. It's really great. Yeah. But in '92, when you're getting like what, yeah, it's the year of like the chronic and stuff, isn't it? It is, it's yeah, just, yeah. Just like, come on, Queso, like, no one really gives a shit. <laughs> Buck your ideas up, yeah. But yeah, it's a, I just yeah, it's it's a little bit cringe in places. Massively I, cringe. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird, bizarre concept, Wizard of Oz kind of riff. Um, the, the the yeah, the beat and the rapping are just three or four years out of date. Yeah, you can imagine something like Slick Rick maybe doing this, but he might have it done it. It sounds like a Slick Rick tale, doesn't it? I yeah, a little exactly bit. Exactly the same. Yeah, or like gangsters fairy tale type of stuff, you know? Like, yeah, it's from that school of kind of like concept, uh, childish kind of concept yeah. hip hop track. Yeah, and it kind of works in places. I think the beat's really boring. I think it's repetitive. Yeah. It just yeah. goes one note all really the way boring. through. Yeah. yeah, and I think what and this this brings me. I'm, I'm going to say this now. I was going to say this later on, but about his rapping style yeah and it's really like comes to the fore on this track he kind of he's a good MC and yeah. I like his style but he does try and cram in quite, quite a lot yeah like yeah. he overdoes it yeah, a lot yeah, he tries yeah. to cram loads and loads of words in yeah and stays on one level and his, his delivery is quite monotone yeah and he stays on one kind of plane for a lot of it and he's trying to be too quick and he's trying to be too clever and I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why he wasn't more celebrated or revered, he wasn't quite. He tried too hard. Yeah, well, he, or maybe he didn't try hard enough because oh, it's, I think at that time there was. So he's a little bit political. He's, yeah. he's 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 kind of good at that kind of consciousness rap, but nowhere near as good as his contemporaries. No, no. that's the thing. He's just just below the bar on 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 kind of uh, where he needs to be. So yeah, he just doesn't quite pitch as high as everybody else, basically. Yeah, yeah, you can sense he's trying to make statements, he's trying to make points about yeah. the political system and yeah. the prison system and all yeah. that sort of stuff, having experienced it, yeah. but doesn't quite have the platform, yeah. the gravitas. It's either regurgitating stuff that people have redone, or it's just not, the content just isn't strong enough to, um, yeah, to yeah. reverberate enough with, with the listener. Yeah. So, what did you give this one? Two. Two. Two, that's harsh. I'll give it a three. I, did, I didn't think it was... Bad enough to merit a kind of a sub three score, but it but just it's, wasn't. It's out of place. It's boring. It's a skipper. Two's a skipper. Two's a skipper. Yeah, you skip that, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. I probably would let it play because it's only like a forty, whatever, forty-five minute album, and I just you, you know, there's no need to skip. Life's too short. Life's too short. Yeah, absolutely. When you're busy, leading busy lives like we are. Um, all right, fair enough. So, okay, so we've gone from one you hate, and we're going to move on to another one. I'm going to guess, I'm going to put my neck on the line here. I'm going to say you like the next one. <laughs> and the next one is The Baby Doesn't Look Like Me. Yeah. 
that she had didn't look like me. The baby that she had didn't look like me. The baby that she had didn't look like me. I was dealing with this girl that I used to go with She wrote me a letter telling me that I got her pregnant For some reason I thought it was true So I went through all the things a man with a child's supposed to go through We broke up six months ago and now she's having a baby I'm hoping it's a boy so I can name solo I call her on the Okay, that track is The Baby Doesn't Look Like Me So Steve, this is something you can sympathise with <laughs> um, You've yeah. got children all over the, all over the country All over the place uh, Am I right? Do you like this one? Yeah, you're right, yeah Yeah I mean, how can you not like this? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's irresistible. It is. It's like Eric Sermon and Kay Solo at their glorious best. I mean, Eric Sermon's chosen a lovely, a lovely catchy loop here. Um, and it was interesting because what you were just saying about like Kay Solo like trying to fit a lot of syllables into his rap, he, he, it kind of works on this, you know? It, yeah. I, it's not like, it's not. I wouldn't call it like classic classic, but definitely like just above really good. <laughs> yeah, just above really good, above average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, this, this is my favorite track on the album. Yeah, um, best produced, track on produced, album. Yeah, best track on the album, hundred percent. Produced by Eric Sermon. Very typical of his style, um, and just grabs you right from the start. Yeah, really good loop. But it's quite, it's quite like simple. The, the, the samples he picks, you know, they're like it's a mesh of eighties R and B. And hip hop, classic break beats underneath. You got the five stair steps break underneath. Good samples, but it's just it's that it's got that intangible quality to it. That magic dust, you know that when it comes in, you just know it. It just grabs you. The production, the production, the, everything. Yeah, and the context is that classic hip hop thing, isn't it? It's like you know, just just like you would never think about. Yeah. <laughs> about that stuff that he's rapping about. No, but he's obviously, it might be something he's experienced. And, it is obviously something that's you know. really close to his to his heart and his experience. Exactly, and that's why it's kind of delivered with passion. You can hear it. He yeah. knows he's talking about something he might, maybe knows. Yeah. Uh, it's very compelling. I love the story. Yeah. I think it's really good. I just, yeah, I really love it. And it's got a really catchy hook. But I've given it a four out of five rather than a five. Yeah, me too. Because... Yeah. There's an aspect of it that is a little bit. The production is it. Yes, it's really like catchy, but it's a little bit lazy as well. Yeah. Like essentially, it's an '80s R&B yeah. track with a really well-known breakbeat underneath it. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite simple, and I can quite I can understand how it was yeah. made. As as rap and production was becoming more complex, more hardcore, this track is still quite soft and easy on the ears. Hundred percent. Yeah. So you can get quite tired of it quite quickly, which is. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. He, Eric Sermon did have a habit of, certainly when he was producing stuff from other people, just kind of taking some real shortcuts. It's like a, it's like a sample under a really well-known breakbeat. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're, we're looking back on that now in hindsight and judging it harshly, but other people have done it better. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were, if you were listening to this in 1990, your mind would be. Oh, 100%. But yeah, but we are, we're being hard. But on this album, it's a standout. Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. track. Really yeah. good. K-Solo's best ever track, easily, I think. And um, yeah, one that people are most, most familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, you, you, it's a track you have to listen to. You have to listen to it. This is a sort of a compilation track yeah. for me. Yeah. And you gave it a four, right? 
Yeah. Did you say yeah? Yeah, I wanted to give it a bit more. If you, I'd give it four and a half if you let me. But no, yeah, no, no half. Five, so. Hey, no half stepping. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I gave it four as well. All right, the next one um, from really high highs to possibly low lows. We're going to move on to the Formula House Party produced by Parrish Smith. So that was the formula house party in brackets. Yeah. Thoughts? This <laughs> is a really hard hard track to um, to describe because I really like the I really like the, the the drums on this. I really I really like the beat, and it's like if they could have experimented a bit more with this kind of like style, a bit harder. I think K Solo could sound really good on this. I don't think it quite comes off. I I can't like I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I think it's a taste of of a direction they could have gone down a bit more than the kind of like funkier, easy listening stuff. Definitely from you know the track before. So I don't know. I just I just wish. I think I think K Solo sounds good on a harder drum beat like that. And it's interesting that PMD is is like produce like even the producer. Mm. How did that happen? Yeah. Did he get like that was his little treat? You know. Yeah, they let him. You've do You worked it. really hard this year, so <laughs> we let you produce for K Solo. Just one though. Just one, yeah. <laughs> to just make it really good. And I don't know. Yeah. So it's it definitely sounds different to the rest of the album, doesn't it? Hundred percent. But I reckon you're going to hate it. Worst track on the album. Hundred <laughs> percent worst track on the album, for for so many reasons. Um, well, as you say, yeah, produced by Paris Smith, who's not one of hip hop's more celebrated producers. Um, as his debut solo album, Shady Business, will attest, it's absolutely <laughs> awful. It's terrible. It's really bad, and um, I, to the point where like our mate bought it, and I didn't even bother copying it off him. It was just really bad. Um, you just knew from the first listen. It was yeah, just not worth it, it was just not. It was not even worth copying. It's not. It wasn't worth the, the tape. <laughs> was that from uh, Scott Smith? It was. Who will come to later? But yes, it was. So, worst track on the album. A, a tedious extended intro. Fake nightclub scenario. Takes too long to get going in the first place, which is like a really bad start. Uh, and then when it does kind of eventually get to the track. Yeah. It's just that sort of live performance kind of shtick just doesn't grab me. The beat's drab. It's really like, you know, it's hard. The beat was drab. I think it's drab. It's just, there's nothing to it. And like, yeah, like it's the, hard. I like the hardness to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. And it allows him to kind of go in, go off on it. And, and it, uh, to be fair, I mean, it really highlights him as a rapper quite well. Yeah. 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 You know, I, but I just think underneath the beat underneath him just yeah. doesn't really do yeah. anything for me. Uh, and yeah, it's just kind of like the, the worst track on the album for me. And I, I would always skip this one. Yeah, it's not a skipper for me, but yeah, it's not it's not strong. Yeah. What would happen if the Green Eye Bandit got his hands on that and just took the drum beat and made it a little bit funkier? Would it, would it have worked? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably would have worked. If we just snip, snip that intro off, give it a proper beat underneath and then let him wrap it properly in the studio, then maybe... Yeah, we'd have all been happy. We'd have all been happy. But as it stands, no, this isn't, this isn't for me. Um, so yeah. Two out of five. Two. 
Uh, I gave it a three. A three? I gave it a three, yeah. So you were a bit more... I feel like I've been way more generous than you this evening. Yeah, I think you have. I think you've been, yeah, certainly very generous to that one, because oh. it's just... Oh. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I'm, I'm not going to be so generous in the last four tracks. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's get on to those then. Let's go to the next track, which is called Who's Killing Who? Kill my open dreams, right in black America's eyes. Learning the future, no big brothers a way to survive if we don't respect one another and help. One another will destroy one another, and that's what they want. My brother, you killing me, and I'm killing you. Now stop and ask yourself out of a black dream. Come true, we gotta change the reflections of the majority of you will go mirror a black America. Tell me who's killing who? Black America means black America. Tell me who's killing who? Steve, so that's the next track. I've got one question for you. Who's killing who? <laughs> blacks killing blacks. Exactly. Black on black crime. But he's, he's not like, I just don't get any like, like I don't know, passion or strength of feeling from him from this track. And there's so many other political rappers that, that they would do this. And this is, this is his problem. I just don't buy into his, into his, uh, I, I don't know his whatever it is that he's trying agenda, to agenda. Yeah, his agenda. Yeah. yeah, well, not necessarily his agenda, but his way of presenting okay. his agenda to the masses through his through his rap. It just doesn't. It doesn't grab me. Just, I just think, okay. So this hearing him do this wouldn't stop you murdering somebody else. Not today. Maybe. No. 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 Yeah, I think you're right. I just, I mean, it's it's a well-worn subject isn't it the black on black crime thing they're all doing it but i think yeah like you say other other rappers might have done it better like paris ice cube how oh, you think of the, the passion that you get from both of those rappers, yeah and you get that believable passion yeah and like because the, they live it you know they actually they're advocates yeah. and they want to well i'm sure case case of it might might live it too but yeah but it just doesn't come through so much just it just 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 doesn't grab doesn't grab me no, but I do. It's quite nice to, you know, have a, as I said earlier, like have a focus of a subject matter to actually focus towards. Okay, I'm going to talk about this subject. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he does it well. I don't think it's a particularly bad track. And I quite like the beat as well. I really like the beat, actually. It's um, yeah. quite an emotional beat to suit the subject matter. Yeah. Um, really yeah. soulful. Um, and it actually samples Barry White's original version of It's Only Love, okay, yeah, yeah. which was later covered by which. UK-based Blue-Eyed Soul Band? No idea. Simply Red. <laughs> and one I of my favourite groups. Yeah. yeah, one of my favourite groups. And I only realised that through my research for this podcast. Okay. And I only realised. I was delighted. I, I just, for some reason, it escaped me that the Simply Red version was a cover. But anyway, but it samples the Barry White version, so that's cool. Um, so yeah. So sticking with the production then. So you, yeah. you, you get like, you know, the last track was, was PMD, just quite rough underground beat you've got Pete Rock going off first you've got you've got um, you've got Eric, Eric Sermon producing some really good tracks I think one of the problems with this album is that there are too many producers with, with so many different styles that it just doesn't knit together kind of, this track is lovely like the production this, this track is lovely it's soulful yeah nice but it, it, there's no there's, there's not enough kind of commonality for me throughout the whole album whereas if you get when you get an EPMD album you know what you're going to get. It has a pedigree that you're going to get through through pretty much every track. It's going to be really, really, you know, really consistent, really consistent, and really distinctive. I just wonder whether I feel like I'm fighting for K Solo because I think he could do better. That's, that's kind of like my feeling all the way through listening to him. If you'd just had one producer through the whole of an album, would we be thinking differently about him? 
I think you probably would. I think you'd be looking at a much more revered album. Yeah. I think it always works when, when you've got one album, one vision, one producer, and it, it's consistent throughout, one sound. Yep. Those are always the albums that I think are best. Yeah. Yep. There are exceptions. Illmatic. Yeah, it's the rule, yeah. Yeah, but that's careful beat selection. Yeah. But I do think, generally, the rule is one producer. You know, look at Doggy Style, look at The Chronic. You've got yeah. one producer. Yeah. Having a disparity of styles, it just... it. It's, it doesn't work as well, typically. Yep. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think this is probably what's harming this album, maybe. I know you've got a lot produced by Sam Sneed. He, he's produced like the vast majority of these and his sound is fairly co- consistent. Yeah, his, yeah, his tracks are, but they, they don't necessarily dovetail into the other ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you'll get like a few good Sam Sneed tracks and then you'll get the Parrish Smith one and then you'll get, you know, somebody else. And it's, yeah, it, it, it does harm this album, I think. But I wonder why he couldn't get like a consistent like producer just to come out for him. Well, you'd think maybe Eric Sermon would do the whole thing or let Sam Sneed do the whole thing. Yeah. And maybe you would have got a bit more of a consistent quality product all the way through, but um, wasn't no, it wasn't happening. But anyway, that's who's killing who. Did we do the scores? Yeah, I gave it two. Two? Wow. I gave it a three on that one. Okay. Let's go on to the next track then, which is called Household Made. I'm sure you've got a lot to say about this one, Steve. Oh, okay. I seem to have faded it out right before the rapping came in, but never mind. Um, <laughs> Probably for the best. Maybe. Oh, you don't like this one then? No, because... <sighs> No problem with the production, nice little little funky number, but the 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 problem with this track is that it is just not believable or interesting. Like, okay, if you you're gonna tell me about shagging your household mate whenever he was like, I don't know, twelve or something like that, make it more interesting. There's 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 you know, there's so many good like fairy tale, imaginary, I don't know, or, or you know, really good narrative hip hop tr- hip hop tracks. Like, he yeah. really bombs on this, I think. So it doesn't ring true with your experiences of, of and I didn't say that. shagging the household mate. Yeah. Okay, that's probably why. Maybe that's what it is. It's touched a nerve. <laughs> it didn't reflect my <laughs> own experience. I think he's just talking nonsense. Okay. Like, does it? Uh, did he really have a household mate when he was? I don't know. I, I don't know. It just doesn't fit with you know the rest of the album again. I think the issue I have is that you. When you have like a, a large tale, you ha- and you have, hear it from someone like Notorious B.I.G. or Snoop Dogg or um, Slick Rick, it entertains you. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to think. Oh yeah, I can, I can like chuckle at that, or you know, that's just such a, a big story that it's just un- unbelievable. There's nothing in this tale that makes it interesting. Not interested at all. No. I mean, they're like it's like a sex rhymes. It's a sex rhyme, isn't it? But it's quite PG. So you can imagine Cool G Rap doing something like this, but really going in like proper... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Proper like disgusting. That's a really good way of describing it, yeah. yeah. It's the PG version of, uh, of, yeah. of a sex tale. I do think I'm, I'm a bit sort of less negative about it than you. I do think it's some solid storytelling. I do think it's quite quite a good little, little tale. Um, you know, and the beat itself, I like the beat. Very funky, um, crunchy funk samples, as I've written down here. 
Um, very, it's very early '90s. It's very typical of its time. Um, so the beat's awesome. I do, but I do think the the, the kind of the storytelling is fairly decent. But yeah, maybe he doesn't go in hard enough. Maybe he doesn't go far enough. If you're going to do it, do it properly. Maybe like get a bit cool G rap with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think overall, the package, I've given it a three out of five. It's a good Sam Snee production. Yeah. The production, Mid- I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize the production. If you could, if I could give the wrapping a two and the production three, I'd be happy. But yeah, you won't let me do that. So it's a no, two. it's a two for me. Yeah, it's a two. Okay. Yeah, no, I think three, you know, it doesn't jump out. It doesn't stand out for me, but it's a decent little tune. And yeah, I think three's fair for me. All right, we're getting towards the sort of tail end of the the album now. We've got another track here called uh, Rock Bottom. Let's have a listen to this one. Hey, Solo, back in here for 92. Going to get into the curb. My microphones rock heavy and my mic stands bent. Words of any soft song, cause all my rhymes are made of cement. When I advise words, water with okay. So that's Rock Bottom, uh, produced by Eric Sermon. That's quite a low key Eric Sermon beat. Yeah. Um, quite simple, um, but quite typical of his sound. Quite murky and grimy and kind of, you know, symbol um, hook, but rather unremarkable rhymes. Yep. It's a bit mid, all round really. Another one of these kind of like mid tracks. Just don't, they don't jump out, but it's a good example of K Solo, a good example of Eric Sermon. I like it. It's just not outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's a bit too slow and, a, slow and a bit too dull. And particularly at this point in the album where I think you, you need to have a strong finish, I think, to, make, to an album to think, actually, I want to come back and listen to an album all the way through again. But, you know, it doesn't help that I don't like the previous few tracks either. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going into this track thinking... Oh, you know, it needs someone to pick me up. It doesn't pick you up because it is just quite down tempo and downbeat, and and there isn't anything interesting that Casey is rapping about. So it's not not a winner for me. Yeah, the lyrical content, the actual subject matter of the track, not doesn't yeah, it's forgettable. Yeah, I think I kind of I kind of get what he's what he's doing. He's talking about when he was at his lowest, uh, but I do think it's quite a nice, clever juxtaposition with the next track. Um, in terms of themes and subject matters, but but this one is yeah. I mean, it's just a bit not. It's just not nondescript. Non yeah, it's nondescript. Great way of great way of putting it. Feels like a filler. You didn't give it a three. Please don't tell me you gave it a three. I did, because it's just <laughs> I love your it's narrative just is so different from your scoring. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> the thing is, it's not bad, but I don't love it. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's so mid. It's just middle. It's average. Okay, yeah, it's right yeah. in the middle. Like yeah. Keso doesn't do anything wrong. He raps on it. Yeah. Eric Sermon does one of his one of his beats. Yeah. It's the same. It's not bad. Yeah. Like it's better than you know ninety percent of other producers, but it's not brilliant. Yeah. But for my metric, it's a it's a skipper. It's right. Because it's not good or not good enough. It it would it, yeah it wouldn't survive the the whole three and a bit minutes yeah no you, you so it gets a two from me you get oh blimey okay yeah well that I mean yeah but that fits in with what you've been saying and yeah I can I can totally understand it I just didn't think it was bad enough to merit that <laughs> that sort of two treatment but yeah. you know whatever but yeah that's sort of jumping onto the sort of opposite end of the spectrum with the next track um, of a kind of a contrast is a track called King of the Mountain let's have a listen to that. Yeah, I 
my room Clog on my left brain It took me 16 months to write Tell the world my name Two more years almost went by Before I picked up a mic and recorded Another hard album of my thoughts and premonitions Everlast part of me is sold Until the world on tapes, records and CDs Put my face on the So that's King of the Mountain, the last track on the album Produced by Sam Sneed Um... Let's have it then, Steve. What do you think of this one? Good album closer? Is he the king of the mountain? We'll find out later. <laughs> but I don't think this track does anything to move the needle on whether he's king of the mountain. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I probably feel more like you did with the last track. This is like, there's n- there's nothing on this track that either excites me or disappoints me. You know, my needle is firm, firmly in the middle here. I think, if anything, the production is probably better than the rapping but I don't have no, no problems with, with, with the kind of content and, and, and the rap here yeah um, it's a nice slow ending but nothing to write home about you like a nice slow ending don't you Steve <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no I, I'm I'd like this one better than Rock Bottom I think this yeah. is I think it's a good yeah, album closer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think it's a nice sort of companion piece for the previous track yeah um, and it's another life story song. You know, it's like a rite, rite of passage for rappers. They have to do their kind of, oh, I used to be poor and I used to, you know, live on food stamps. <laughs> and yeah. now look at me. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm releasing a, a, an album that sold about 20 copies. <laughs> but no, it's... it's hey, le- it's been talked about in like 2023. Well, that's true. It's, it's left a legacy. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it won't be too unfair on it. But but yeah, it's kind of like most rappers had to go through this kind of, like, here's my life story. Um this is what I've been through. And I, re- I think that sequence is quite clever, putting rock bottom and then this one. I think yeah. that's really that's a really good, good way to uh, end, the, end the album. I like the beat. Yeah. Another Marvin Gaye piano bass line sample. Um, good storytelling. And I I really like that use of the Run DMC. Yep. I'm the, I'm the king. king. Which Pete Rock went to yep. do as well on Down With The King. Uh, uh, on their 1993 yeah, album Down with the King DMC, yeah really nice Sam Sneed produced this one so it's another good kind of um, track from him yeah um, I, I definitely didn't realise how much he, he kind of produced outside of like Death Ray Records so yeah like a revelation to me yeah I did, and you wouldn't guess it from this album would you what, what he was going to do later on not that he had it was prolific on Death Row he did no. you know you better recognise and his album was kind of shelved um, Solidly good thing. Yeah, really good. But but yeah, I think this is a, a decent way to end it. I've yeah. I've gone with a three. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Out quite um, not 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 amazing, but but decent. A decent closer. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of um, season one. Times up by Kaysel. And yeah, it's time to see who's won, and this is going to be really interesting. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after this short break, uh, and we're going to break it down and see see which album's won. Okay, so now that dust has settled on our playoff battle, it's time to decide which one is the winner. Uh, as there's only two of us, it'll have to be decided using the true score system. Uh, so which one got the highest combined score out of both of us. So what we're we looking at for EPMD then, Steve, what did that get overall from you? Well, yeah, so um, like I think another kind of decent album from EPMD, not as good as their kind of first three albums, um, but the pedigree was definitely still there. Some good standout tracks um, and a handful of like good ones, but there was there were a few in there that were kind of a bit of bit, a bit of skipping. 
you're probably not going to want me to say this, but I, I have given, I've gone for half marks here. Have you? I think I have to. to Controversial. To yeah. It gets three and a half. Okay. Which is, you know, just in between like average and good, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Did you average out the scores over the whole, what yeah. you gave it all? That's what yeah. it came out of three and a half. Yeah. So that's fine as an overall score. Yeah. Decent. That's decent, isn't it? Above average. Yeah. And probably a bit higher than I thought when I, when I would, you know, when I was going through my notes. So yeah, yeah. three and a half might, d- does feel maybe a bit generous, but that's true score. You can that's, go with it. That's a, it's a, yeah, she's a cruel mistress, true score, isn't it? But, but an accurate mistress. Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, well, my score really does kind of reflect the middling nature of the album in that it wasn't ever really one that I loved, but didn't hate. So my true score average worked out as 2.9. Okay, yeah. So, slightly below average. Okay. Headbanger couldn't raise it. That five out of five for Headbanger couldn't kind of bring it up enough. There were too many kind of mid tracks on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two point nine for me. So, are you going to add these up? Oh yeah, we're going to write these down. <laughs> we. This we is a. This. As you can tell, this is a very well prepared podcast, and we've done all the all the groundwork beforehand. You are listening to Hip Hop World Cup, the playoffs, uh, where Steve's just calculating the overall score for EPMD's Business Never Personal. Uh, it's 2.9 plus 3.5. Hang on a minute, isn't that just 5.6? 3. 3.2. 3.2? Yeah. Combined? That's the average, yeah. No, we don't want an average. We want, to, we want to add it. We want a combined score. Oh, I could have added that without using my phone. I know. A combined score, yeah. So uh, 6.4. 6.4. I promise you out there in listener land, we will get this right <laughs> one of these days, this this part of the, part of the podcast. It's because Larry hasn't like let us use the whole true score package. Yeah, yeah. It it's a behind a paywall. We've, we've got to... <laughs> We're not paying for it. Okay, so 6.4, right? Yeah. 6.4 for EPMD. Okay, so we're going to move over to K-Solo's Time's Up. Now, I calculated uh, this using some very sophisticated algorithms as three out of five overall for me. Did you? Okay. Again, yeah. But which point one better than EPMD? Again, though. What? That doesn't I know. Sound right. It doesn't compute. But it's, again, it's just the very definition of mid. It's like, didn't do enough to make it an outstanding album. Yep. Some really high points. The baby doesn't look like me. I can't hold it back. And I think what's happened is that I've looked at this album with a little bit of rose-tinted glasses. Feels like it. Because I always, <laughs> I always. This is why I wanted to do this one because I always love this album. It's on my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you actually go in and analyse them, a lot of the times they're not yeah. actually quite as good <laughs> as you thought they were. Yeah. Um. So I think that's what's happened here. But you know, three out of five. Well, yeah, because I think this is this is definitely an album that slept on. I think people should definitely listen to this. If you're listening now, go out and definitely have, give it a go. Oh, 100%. Uh, because it is largely an anonymous album. People will say, okay, who? But, you know, it's it's definitely worth listening. Yeah. So so I came in at 2.9. 2.9? Yeah. So it's almost... A reverse. A reverse. Yeah. A flip. Yeah. So... So what did you say? So I said three. On three. the nose. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, 5.9. 5.9. So EPMD wins. So EPMD wins. Right, so as I did well. not, I did not, I did not see that coming because K Solo was the one with my favourite of the two albums. Yeah. As the scores. Yeah. 
play out. Yeah. And I just thought you'd like that one more as well. Oh but no, if you, no. It's, if you, it's far more uh, has far more pedigree, and you can you can tell. Yeah. Because even even though Parrish Smith isn't the best rapper, there's there's well, there's two absolutely amazing tracks on that album, yeah. which which elevate it. And you know, whenever you've got an album, I think it's got absolute classic tracks that stand out above everything else. That you're always going to be onto a winner. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think yeah, no, I think sort of thinking about it is probably is the better album. I think yeah. that's I think that's a fair outcome. Yeah. Um, so there we have it. Yeah. EPMD Business Never Personal, our winner for this episode. Um, it's in the books. Case closed. If you want, if you're wondering which is the better album of these two, you can stop, sort of stop now because that's that's it. We've done it for you. Um, so yeah, so EPMD's Business Never Personal is our is the winner of our Hit Squad Headbanger, and uh, someone who is no stranger to banging heads is our is ex England defender. It's not Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher. Oh. Who famously carried on playing in a, in a World Cup qualifier in 1989 with a horrendous head injury, blood pouring down his England shirt in that iconic photo. And Terry joins us now on the line. Hi, Terry. Great to have you here. It's good to be here. Now, Terry, you famously banged your head in that Italia 90 qualifier. Uh, but as a massive hip-hop fan yourself, I want to know, what hip-hop album makes you bang your head the most? I've not been asked that for about... Terry? My wife? Are you there, Terry? Hello? Terry! <laughs> Terry? I can't believe I didn't realise it would be Terry Butch. That's, that's so obvious now you say it. Oh, I'm just going to try and get him back now on the line. Terry, are you there? Second half. Um, the foot. Maybe if you've got Kerry Sansom's phone number, oh. maybe phone him up. Phone Kenny Sampson, yeah. He might have had a more reliable satellite link. Well, that's what, a real I wonder, shame. I wonder what he would have said. Terry? What is the best head-banging album of all time? It's a good question. That's a really I good mean, question. The best headbanging track of all time is Headbanger, obviously. Yeah. But what's the best headbanging album? What's the best album? one that you nod your head to? Is it 36 Chambers? Bang Your Head by uh, Gravediggers is another great track. That's not an album. 36 Chambers? Yeah, 36 Chambers is a good headbang album. We'll never know what Terry Butcher would have thought, though, will we? Because no. of our technology has let us down once again. What are we going to do? I don't know. It's just like... It's almost becoming a bit of a joke now. It is a bit of a joke. And he's been waiting for over an hour <laughs> for us to talk to him as well. That is such a shame. All right, never mind. Maybe we'll, we'll get him on for a future episode. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, with that disappointment out of the way... Um, oh, sorry. Before we go... Oh, yeah. Very important. Very important. Very important <laughs> announcement. We had our first ever piece of correspondence on social media from one of our listeners... We're so, so pleased. We're so pleased. Somebody actually out there proved that somebody's listening to us. And we know you're out there because we've got 35 followers on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. There's 35 of you. If you're one of those 35, please let us know you're listening. Send us something on social media at Hip Hop World Cup. And hundreds, if not thousands of views, listens. Hundreds, rather <laughs> than thousands. But yes, they're out there. People are listening. So please let us know on social media if you if you like this show. Uh, but yes, we had our first piece of correspondence from our good friend Scobs Met. So we just wanted to uh, give you a shout out, Scobs. Thank you for the message. And he, he gave us a really, really good Great idea, idea. Yep. for a future episode. Yep. We're going to keep it under wraps for now because it's, it's, it's a good it's one. So good. But we want to get him in the studio for it. Or we want to get him on the line for it. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that. We might actually go back up to three people yep. so we can go back to the tried and trusted vote system. Yep. But yeah, look out for that in the future. Thanks, Gobs, for that. Um, but 
all that's left for us to do now is to ask you what you thought of our winner in this playoff. Um, do you agree? Disagree? Whatever you want to say, please share your thoughts on uh, social media or just, uh, yeah, if you want to tell us about 90s hip-hop in general, share your thoughts on social media at Hip Hop World Cup. Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads as well. Threads? What's Threads? We're on Threads as well. I don't know how you, I don't understand Threads, but we're on there if you want to find us, just key us in at Hip Hop World Cup. Uh, and yeah, let us know. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening and join us again for the next episode. Peace. Baby's not yours. <laughs> <laughs>